It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. All right, Mandy Bell of MLB.com. Super joining us any second now, but it is officially 12 o'clock, and guys, you know what that means. It is time to remind the good people out there that the lunch hour of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show is sponsored by Colleague Company's Championship, July 12th through the 16th at the famous Firestone Country Club. You can check out all your favorite golfers down there in the great state of Ohio. Free concerts, free admission for kids, fun family-friendly events for everybody, and that is happening on July 12th through the 16th. Check them out at callitgolf.com. Mandy Bell is in the queue. I'm going to get a mic check from her real quick. All right. And then we'll bring her on. So, Bull, I need you to fill 20 seconds, and then we'll get uh, I we'll think get I can handle uh, filling 20 seconds. I'm trying to find out when my T-shirt is coming. But anyway, <laughs> Guardians did win last night, getting the victory over Boston, and Mandy Bell is here. We're talking with Mandy Bell from MLB.com. Obviously, she did that the video with her with her best friend, Sarah Langs, who horrifically was diagnosed with ALS at the age of 28. Is that, do I have that right, Mandy? Yep. I, I by the way, I'm just looking, I'm, I'm looking right now because I ordered my t-shirt of Yay. baseball is the best t-shirt. And I was just, I was hoping I would have it today, but I just got the email this morning that it's on the way because, and, and I was, I was happy they had a 4XL. I didn't know if they would have my size, <laughs> but they had a 4XL. Obviously that story was, you know, got to everybody. Uh, by the how did you like you guys don't live near each other how did you become such close friends for those who don't know for before you even answer that clarify for those who may not know I mentioned it earlier in the show but tell us uh, about Sarah you know like what she does in baseball for those who may not know may not be big baseball fans and then how did you guys become so close Yeah, sure. I mean, she's the best baseball researcher out there. Um, She started her career with ESPN in 2015. We were lucky enough to get her at MLB.com in 2019. And uh, she's sort of blown up since she's come to MLB. I mean, she's her Twitter presence is enormous. You probably have seen her as the girl who tweets baseball is the best. If you uh, don't know her by anything else, she just has an unbelievable unmatched passion for baseball and it's just infectious and so it's sort of how she became known and of course it helps that she has every stat known to man behind that um but we both started in 2019 full-time for mlb um i was out at spring training for uh, covering cleveland's camp and our boss messaged me and said hey this girl who's going to be starting with us in a couple weeks is out there on a trip with her mom right now I think she's going to be coming to Cleveland's game this like, tonight. Do you have any interest in like meeting up with her? Um, so I just said, sure, why not? I mean, I, I might as well meet a coworker. And so we met for 15, 20 seconds. It wasn't even that long. We just said hi real quick, figured out what each other did, and just said, all right, well, she was like, if you need any stats ever, keep in touch. And, of course, I was like, oh, yeah, well, of course, I'm going to want that. And what we ended up doing was just talking every single day, not just about baseball, but became really good friends. And so it was just this long distance relationship where she's based in New York. I'm in Cleveland, but we talked all the time and saw each other a handful of times after that. What's what's so awful is that, um, you know, ALS has been around forever. It was first became famous, if you will, with, with Lou Gehrig, of course. 
It was often referred to as, it's still often referred to as Lou Gehrig's disease. There's no cure. Uh, they've been working on it for years. It's heartbreaking. I, I did uh, MC, I MC'd a, a number of events here in Cleveland for the ALS Foundation. And it's so heartbreaking what the families have to go through. It's, it's so hard on everybody involved. And in particular, in this case, when it's a young person, yeah, you know, yeah. It, yeah. Just, it just makes it, it's just so unfair. It's so, you know, li- I know life sucks sometimes, and these are one of the times that it sucks. But she seems to have a great attitude, and hopefully one day we will have a cure for this because this disease is, is just so horrible. How is she doing at, 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 the, to- at, you know, at the moment? I mean, as as good as you can. She her uh, attitude's unbelievable, as you can see all throughout social media uh, constantly. I think the biggest thing is you sort of touched on it. It's it's just how painful it is that she's so young, and I think not many people realize that that can happen. It's always sort of geared toward men who are maybe up in the 60s, 70s. It just seems yeah. like an older man disease. And I think her biggest thing right now is just showing that that's not the case. As you can see, her boyfriend joining the set there. That's awesome. I love that photo. Um, uh, her boyfriend's the second one in from the right. And okay. he's been unbelievable for her. Um, he's an MBA researcher because, of course, they're oh, like funny. a match made in heaven. Yeah. Um, but he's been unbelievable for her. And... Um, he's sort of been the backbone of all of this so yeah i think the biggest thing for her is just making sure that everyone understands that it's not just older men who have to get this there's people out there all the time it's not rare everyone wants to say it's rare it's just underfunded that's always her message so she's used her platform to make sure that people know more about it and i'm sure i'm positive that'll make a difference manny in terms of uh, you know the the t-shirt which i reference if you want to talk about that or or anything else or any other way to promote for people donating you know the floor is yours for that yeah rotaware has been amazing they reached out to me last year and sent me a design and said what do you think of this and my jaw dropped i couldn't believe that they figured out a way to and put end als through baseball is the best which is her signature mantra it was just perfect absolutely perfect so they surprised her with that and not only is it a cool design like that's one of the most comfortable t-shirts i have and i've heard that from a lot of people so definitely would recommend having that if you just go to rotaware's website you can go on their twitter page they've promoted it like crazy they've been amazing so if you go on there you can get the t-shirt um or you can just go sarah's favorite charity is project als so if you're ever looking for anything there's thousands out there you could go to wherever but if you're looking for one in particular project als is the one that sarah's works so closely with so if you ever want to donate to help find a cure somehow some way that would be the one that sarah would recommend and nobody you know if it doesn't matter if you're rich or whatever just you know donate what you can yeah uh manny on a much lighter note want to talk some guardians with you obviously it's been an ugly season so far. Fortunately for them, the whole division's terrible. Uh, and so they're right there, even though they've pretty much played lousy baseball for much of the season. Uh, it's a weird position to be in because it feels like they're kind of a bad team or at least a below average team. And yet it almost seems like no matter how poorly they play, they're just not going to be out of it. Now you want them to play better, but how do you feel about their chances to at least make the playoffs? as of right now it's hard to have low like odds here just because the division is so bad right now so 
it seems like no matter what they're going to do, there's going to be some sort of a race. There's going to be some sort of a race at the end of the season. That's just what this is pointing toward. Now, there's a difference between how confident in just making the playoffs and how confident I could be in them making a run. So they, they wouldn't be able to make a run being what they've been so far. Yes, they might be able to find a way to come out on top in the AL Central just because the division has struggled overall, but they need to make sure that they're clicking on all cylinders to compete with the other teams that are in the postseason as well. So that's going to be the big focus, getting going here, making sure that when the offense is going, that the bullpen can also back them up and not when the bullpen's lights out, then the offense can only get one run on the board. And the only way they win is if the pitching staff is perfect. It's trying to get all things to click at the same time. And I think that they're, confident in what they've seen from Josh Bell, Josh Naylor. Recently, those guys are starting. I mean, Naylor's been great all year. It just seemed like he ran into bad luck uh, more than he was struggling at the beginning of the season. So now that things are starting to fall his way, Josh Bell has shown indications of starting to get going here. He has six straight games with an RBI. Um, that's what they got him for. Knock in runs, provide some power. He hasn't really done the power part yet, but if they can get him going, if he can get the ball in the air rather than on the ground, he's a completely different player. So there's still reasons to have hope. There's still reasons to think that this team can catch fire. It's just whether or not they're going to do it. That's exactly where I was going to go, Mandy, is Josh Bell. And eight RBIs in his last six games. He does have a home run, a six-game hitting streak. It feels like Jimenez is starting to stabilize a little bit, and he's starting to drive in some runs. And it, it feels like – this team's never going to lead the league in home runs. They're probably not even going to be middle of the pack at this point. But it's starting to feel like at least the lineup might be starting to stabilize. Is that fair? Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, last year they weren't even in the middle of the pack in home runs. Like, right. they proved that they can get over that. It's not like home runs is everything. They're, they've never been that team, and they weren't supposed to be that team coming into the year. Yeah, you add Josh Bell to the mix, and you should have more than what you have. But they were never going to be looked at as this dangerous power-hitting team. So they should be able to get over that, whether they're getting the power from him or not. It's just whether they're getting any type of production from those key spots. Because we thought going into the year, Josh Bell's going to be the difference maker for Jose Ramirez. You have that behind Jose, then he can finally get some better pitching. But whenever Josh Bell's struggling, then Jose can't benefit. Tito was just talking about it yesterday. Jose might get pitched more like... If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Carefully than any other hitter in the league. And so you start thinking about how difficult it is on Jose. It trickles down to whenever the guys behind him and Naylor, Bell, Jimenez, when they're struggling... When that middle of the order is not producing, I don't know where you're supposed to get your runs. And so um, that's just the biggest thing. And if, if Jimenez can be clicking, Will Brennan's been great over the last 10 days or so. Yep. Um, that's the key. They just need to get some guys going, um, even if it's just a handful. Not everyone has to be going at the same time. Jose Ramirez yep. just went through an 0 for, 16, 0 for 16 stretch, and they were figuring it out. So as long as someone can be going they should be able to do just enough at least to get through with the pitching staff that they have. 
you know, Mandy, you 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 mentioned uh, Will Brennan. That's where I was going to go. We thought Oscar Oscar Gonzalez was going to take the next step, and he might have had a a um, a season where he was he was producing some power, doing some things at the plate. But since May 29th, Will Brennan is batting 560. Uh, his uh, um, on base percentage is 593. Um, Sluggy 840. He has 14 hits, five RBIs. So it looks like. He kind of, you know, is is a guy who's getting hot right now. Um, are you surprised that Will Brennan is the guy in right field or, or is a guy who's getting hot lately? Honestly, I'm not. I, I, I really think that this organization has believed in him from day one. What we saw from him from day one is it just seems like he's really a sound player. He seems like he's way more mature and ready for the big leagues than what a player his age and experience level should be. Um, and so for him to grind through the struggles that he had at the beginning of the season this year and get to this point is impressive to do that at the big league level without needing a trip down to triple a when you're this young and don't have much experience to draw back on it's impressive. And so for him to get here, it's, it's not too surprising. I, I really do think that Oscar Gonzalez ran into a lot of good luck last year, just because, um, he is ultra aggressive at the plate and you, you couldn't ask Tito a question about Oscar without getting that type of a response. Like, yes, he's been doing great, but he still is ultra aggressive. That word always came up. And so he was a little bit more exposed this year. The league made some corrections to how they were going to be pitching him. He started to get a little bit chase happy. And I think it's difficult to rein that back in once you're profile is that and then you're starting to be exposed at the big league level they knew that this was going to be a possibility and last year he just ran into so many like when he was making contact on the pitches in the zone because his chase rate was still crazy last year it was just he was making such an impact on those pitches and so whenever he's not making an impact on the pitch that he might be able to make contact with in the zone that's whenever it goes really south so I, I, I don't think I'm too surprised that Will Brennan was the one who ended up coming out on top here Mandy, while obviously the offense has been a little better lately, and I agree that home runs isn't everything, I'm still really concerned about the offense. You're getting <laughs> zero production out of catcher. Uh, every year, uh, whether it's Jay Crawford or somebody else here tries to convince me that this is the year that, that Miles Straw is going to hit. He's never going to hit. I know he's a great defensive player, uh, but he can't hit. So you got two holes in the lineup, and – yeah, home runs aren't everything, but like they're on pace for under 100 home runs. I I just don't know if, if you can consistently win when you have no power whatsoever. We've talked about Shane Bieber maybe getting traded. I hope that if they do trade Bieber, and obviously I want your take on whether you think they will, that they try to trade him, that it's more of like a major league, major league trade to get a proven hitter. I know that's not easy to do, but like, they can't just keep trading for minor leaguers. They got enough minor leaguers. You got to get some proven hitters, I think, in this lineup that can slug. Do you think Bieber will get traded? And do you think they will make that kind of trade for a proven hitter? It's tough to know on June 8th what their decision will be in the last week of July, just because you don't know what the next six, seven weeks are going to bring. Are they going to be true contenders here? Do they need to try to find someone who's going to be an immediate impact bat? Because if you don't, then maybe you have a little wiggle room on, on what guys you're targeting. And I know it's not the popular answer, but maybe they do go with someone who might not be ready until next year or then they, the year after that. They love to build for the future, but I think that there there's a great chance that he's dealt. I, I don't see why you wouldn't consider it. I don't see why you wouldn't shop it 
hardcore on the market just because he has a year and a half of control left that will bring a bigger return than what a year would in the off season. Um, there's teams that are highly competitive. You start thinking about the Rangers right now who just had the worst news with Jacob deGrom and they've been unbelievable. Their offense has been unbelievable. They want to win. Now you think about those types of teams who are going to want starting pitching. Um, and Shane Bieber is a great option. Now the thing is with Bieber though, his numbers are weird and yeah. like he's, he's, he's been great and he can still get them in the win column and he's still effective but his underlying numbers are really going in the wrong direction. His velocity hasn't gone in the right direction over the last few years. Um, his strikeout rate has plummeted. There's like He's a different pitcher, it seems like, every single year, but he still figures out how to be effective. So I don't know what that means for his trade value. I don't know what that means for how other teams are going to value him. It's really difficult to know, especially at this point. But my guess is, it, at least right now, I would say there's a strong possibility, as there should be at this point, to say, okay, Shane Bieber might be traded this year. Yeah. Is Can you explain to me and the fans, because I get this question every day, and I don't have a good answer, why is Bo Naylor not on this team right now? <laughs> and will he be sooner rather than later? I really don't have an answer for that, because... When we ask about it, it's there's the answer's never clear cut as to why he's not here. There's yeah. been times where they've talked about why maybe he needs to work on more throwing or he's not ready and like like defensively or may, okay, sometimes it's not what it if it's the the player that's ready, it's what we need at the big league level and if there's a spot for him and I know that sends fans off right there because they say there definitely is a need because look at what the production has been. The, the answer's never been clear-cut to us, and I'm shocked because I guess going into the year that it would have been at latest mid-May by the time we would see Bo Naylor, and once he comes up, then I figured it wouldn't take long for him to be the top guy and he for him to be the one who's getting most of the innings behind the plate. So I know it's making fans frustrated because mm-hmm. his numbers have been great, his performance has been great, especially offensively, and that's not what they've gotten at the big league level. So I... I I want to say sooner than later, but I also would have answered that in March. So yeah. I, I really am not sure, but you would have to think that we're getting to the point that he's going yes. to be coming up to the big leagues. Yeah. Yeah. M- Mandy for an offense that's starved for any sort of production. When you look at small sample size, alert, small sample size, establish that Owen Miller's hitting 300 in Milwaukee. Nolan Jones is hitting. He's only been up for a couple weeks, hitting three ish, 300 something couple of home runs, hit a bomb, I think, last night. Is there any fear that they missed with those guys? And I would even take it back to Yandy Diaz and look at what he's flourishing to in Tampa. Fantastic. Yeah, it, why is it so difficult for this organization to develop hitting? And, and Yandy's taken a number of years, so we'll sort of set him aside. I just wanted to at least make note of that. But Owen Miller and, and Nolan Jones, at least, are off to terrific starts in the National League this year. Yeah, I mean, Yanni Diaz would be someone that I would say definitely. I think that one's tough to to sit there and watch, and it has to be painful to see the success. And when you ask the organization about it, they just say, well, there's some guys out there that just need a change of scenery. And um, that's never really the answer that anyone's looking for. Um, But, yeah, I think it's tough. But like you said, it is small sample sizes with Nolan Jones and Owen Miller. Owen Miller especially, like they they really did give him a long look to the point that I remember getting Twitter notifications all the time about people saying, why is Owen Miller still in the lineup? Um, it, it's, it's difficult because you need to address 
as much as you can winning now. And when that player is just not serving that role, he's taking up spots in the minor league system of guys that you're really trying to develop because their middle infield has just been overly jammed for so long now. And when Owen Miller was in that mix, you have to cut some ties with some guys. And sometimes you are going to lose out and sometimes it's not going to work out. I think it's way too soon now to know if they have lost out on someone like Owen Miller. It's a small sample size of him in, in Milwaukee. And so I don't know. And if Nolan Jones was here, would you rather have Nolan Jones in right field than Will Brennan? Will Brennan's finally getting going. I know there would be an argument that Will Brennan should be in center and Nolan Jones should be in right. I understand all of those things, but mm. it's also like the team wants to make sure that that defense in center field, there's so many moving parts and it's just, there's so many spots in the roster. Um, I think, especially with Owen Miller, it's trying to figure out what middle infielders are going to be here for the long term. And he just wasn't in that long term picture. Yeah. And in fairness to the Guardians, Clint Frazier has been a bust, Bradley Zimmer's yeah. been a bust. Jesus Aguilar had that one year, but he's done nothing. Right. A Giovanni Urshel has been okay. But he also bounced around to a couple he, teams. He did, Freaking know. Jake Bowers is playing well. Like, he's playing that. Time? But I don't buy that. I don't either. I don't buy I think it's an anomaly. It's a, yes. it's a Yankee but anomaly. I never thought he would. I thought he'd be working no. at Dillard's by now. Yeah. <laughs> Will Benson in a small sample size off to a rough start. He did a, hit a home run yesterday for Cincinnati. Mandy, last thing. In honor of your friend Sarah, I want to talk about a stat that has nothing to do with the Guardians, and that's the season that the average baseball fan is not talking about, but Luis Arise of the Miami Marlins is hitting over four. I actually didn't see what he did yesterday, but I know going – oh, no, actually, he got two more hits. He raised the batting average to 403. We haven't seen a guy hitting over 400 this late in the season in a while. I think Joe Maurer was the last guy to be hitting over 400 in June. It, I mean, what this guy has done – it's just been remarkable. It's 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 pretty cool to watch. I know I'm interested in it. I don't know how many fans here are, but are you paying attention to it? Of course. I love yeah. it. I mean, I'm I'm old school still in the in the way that I like to evaluate stats and things. I know everyone says average means nothing now, but I, I really don't believe that. I think it means something. And if a guy's able to get on base, that's important. And so for for him to bring back batting average that everyone's staring at right now, I'm loving yeah. every second of it because it's so impressive. And you can't take that away because there's no one who's able to do that right now. There's been nobody who's been able to do that for a while. And Tito, the first thing he said when we were talking early in the year about not having to see him um, in Minnesota anymore, Tito was like, poof, that's a relief. Because every time we talked about him in the past, Tito's like, man, that guy, he, I'm telling you, he's going to win a batting title. He's going to be one of the best hitters that we see. Like Tito could not stop raving about him. So the exhale that he had when he's no longer not even just in the division and like in the AL Central, he's in a different league now. Tito loves him. I understand why. And it's been so fun to watch his numbers just continue to climb somehow. I don't know how he's doing it. Yeah. And the Marlins, have, Marlins actually having a heck of a season. They're in second he has place. 87 in hits in 58 games. I mean, that's crazy. It's stupid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he's just been absolutely remarkable. Anyway, Mandy, we're told you're going to Greece. Have fun. How long are you going to Greece for? Hey, thanks. Yeah, we're going to be there for a little over a week. So like eight days, an extra day. So we'll be there um, now all next week, and we'll, we'll have a good time. My husband's whole family's Greek. They're from there. Um, right. So it'll be nice to be with people who actually speak the language, and I don't just have to look like the dumb – well, I'll be the dumb tourist, but I at least will be with people who fit in a little bit better than I do. 
Have a great time. We appreciate you taking the time to join us today. Thanks, guys. All right, there's Mandy Bell. Does a great job covering Thanks, the Mandy. Guardians for MLB.com. You know, before we get to the NBA real quick, Jose Ramirez, quiet. Like, we haven't really talked about it much. He's kind of having a bad season. It's down. Yeah. I, 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 it's not I asked, bad. It's I, down. I asked, Jason I, nailed it. I, 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 I it's bad couple, for him. I said, are you – I keep asking. I said, y'all worried? I'm not worried. worried. <laughs> he, he, I mean, he got off to such an unbelievable start last year. Yeah. We were talking MVP, RBI right. records, everything else. It yeah. certainly hasn't been I mean, been he's that. on pace for like 70 RBIs. Yeah. I mean, I know the team around him is not – it's not all on him. No, I think that's part of it is there's just not a lot of dudes on base around him. There's no protection behind him. But there wasn't that I much – you know. I, but I think he's put more pressure on himself because yeah. everybody else is struggling, so he's feeling it a little bit more as the yeah. leader of the team. But he'll get hot eventually. But I would think so. To this point, for him, it's, it's a bad season. Yeah. So there you go. All right, NBA Finals last night, guys. Denver Nuggets pull away in the third quarter. They were up by, I think, 19. And he made a little run at the end of the third quarter. I think get down 14. They eventually got it to 10, but they were never really – in that game, and I thought what stood out to me, I thought the Nuggets, like, we talked about this, I can't remember if we talked about it Tuesday or yesterday. Was it, were you here when I brought up what Scalabrini had said about? Yes. yes. I, I was watching this, like, it felt like Denver had been, they were like, we have to play them hard till the, that shot clock hits zero, because their defense last night was fantastic. I thought they were great. What a performance. And two triple-doubles? Yeah. Two 30-point triple-doubles. Now, I don't like that they kept Jamal Murray at the end of the game. It would seem like just to get that triple-double to get that last rebound. But whatever. I, I, I mean, you're on the road in the finals. Like, play yeah. your guys. I, you can't worry about injuries at They this were point. magnificent, those two guys. And that kid, what's his name? Well, I'd never even, honestly, Christian never even heard of him before. First-round pick. I never heard of the guy. He was great yeah. in that stretch of time they played him. Him and Ochai Abaji, the Cavs draft pick right. that they ended up trading to Utah, yeah. were the two best players on Kansas's Kansas, national right, right. championship team. He was an animal out there. What a performance, Jason. Oh, yeah, I didn't get to see a lot. I was at the Guardians, so I didn't get to see yeah. a lot of the, uh, the Denver-Miami game, but yeah. I'm not terribly surprised. I was, I was shocked Miami won game two, actually, yeah. like probably a lot of other people were. I, I, think, I thought Denver in five when this started. Maybe it goes six now Yeah, since Miami stole one early. Denver is clearly the better team. That's to take nothing away from Miami yeah. and what they've accomplished in this playoff run. It's been really impressive. But Jamal Murray and, and Jokic is a pretty lethal combination. I mean, Oof. you look at these two benches, like, just you – know, <coughs> <laughs> my dad was like, you know, this is – you know, Garrett, this is crazy. We got Jetty. <laughs> Jason's favorite player. I said, you, you got to put it like that. I said, yeah, that's kind of harsh. I mean, but everybody, I mean, they come at you in waves, bro. Like, they got waves of guys with length that can shoot, yeah. that can defend, athletic. And it's just, you know, and, and the pick that really gets me is a lot of, shout out to the Nuggets for this. They, uh, how many teams passed on Porter Jr. because of his back injury? 13, yeah. he was the 14th 13 pick. 13 people Man, passed on player. him. And that guy was the number one rated player coming out of coming out of high school. He was projected to be the first overall pick for years. And you look at what that does to them. It's, it was a savvy pickup to get a guy like Aaron Gordon, who had played basically in Orlando for no for nothing for you know five six seven years. Yeah. They get him 
who he comes in and he uh, he has to, he's like the fourth or fifth best player in the team. Yeah, he comes in, he gives you energy, athletic, but then you you wave and you you mix in Porter Junior. Um, six. How, how tall is he? Six nine. Porter Jr. Yeah. yeah, he's damn near a seven footer. He had two points Kay yesterday. Kavius Coldwell Pope. He's, he's I mean, a shooter. Seventeen. I just looked. They got seventeen minutes out of Jeff Green. Jeff Green looked like he was cooked five yeah. years ago, and he's giving you seventeen minutes. Well, in the both finals. of these teams are very unselfish. I find I, I I think both teams are fun to watch. They're, yeah, they they're easy to root for. Both of these teams. Yeah, they're very unselfish. They have all Jokic is the best player in the NBA. End the conversation to me right now. I think so. Yeah. Right. I mean, he should have won. He should have won this third MVP. I think this has proven it. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. He has these monster games, and it doesn't even look like he's doing anything I, out there. That's the most amazing it's thing. It's so weird. When they were here this year, I was yeah. at the game, and I don't remember what his line was, but I remember looking down at the end of the game, and it's like you don't even notice him half the time. Yeah. And you look down, and it was like 36, 18, and 14. Jason, we talked about it because I was at that game, and we, we chatted at the game. He had a 24, 17, 15, and we were like, oh, he played like that's crap. And yeah. his stat line was 24, 17, 15. Yeah. It was the first 30, 20, 10 game in the history of the NBA Finals, and right? that's And what's crazy, yeah. I tweeted this last night. He put up a historic stat line, as yeah. you mentioned. First ever 30-20-10 game in NBA Finals history. Yeah. It'll be the third thing people remember about that game. It'll be the Christian Brown game coming off the bench and scoring, I think, yeah, 17 points. And then it'll be Jamal Murray, who put up a 30-10-10 and 10 right. triple-double as well. And why is Christian Brown's last name spelled B-R-A-U-N? That's a whole, a whole separate uh, issue. I, it, 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 it dawned on me who yeah. uh, Jokic is. He's, uh, he's a bigger Larry Bird. Oh, he's better than Bird. He's better than Bird. I'm wow. just saying. Better, he's better than Bird? Yeah. He's the top 10 guy ever. Bird. Bird's he's, the top 10 he's player a, in the history he, of the game. You, you don't think Jokic is good? I, that's why I called him. I, mean, I called him. have to do it longer? He's Big Bird. I, I think he's. Well, you, Larry Bird's a top 10. So you're saying Jokic is already a top 10 player in the history of basketball? I think he will go down as a top 10 player in the history of basketball. I think you. I think probably right. You're yeah. probably right. Big Bird, dog, like he get more rebounds. He's bigger. He's the center. I mean, the but game's does, a little different. But I'm a little different. But he is. I mean, I, how many more points would Larry Bird have scored if he played at this era? I mean, you if, know, if and, he if his back would have held up and he could have got another four or five years. Yeah, Big Bird. Know. No, but even if he had just played in this era where everybody shoots a million threes, right? Like oh, he, he, he as probably, good a shooter as anybody. Absolutely. Ever. Like, that's why we say about Mark Price. He was a player ahead of his time. Yeah. Bird but still, just the, just the fact that we're having a discussion, and yeah, I mean, they're similar. You know, I don't know. I think Bird, Bird seemed to play. You notice Larry Bird on the court? Oh, of course, more than you know. Like Jokic is just like he has oh, twenty rebounds. Oh, you twenty rebounds. Here's how you notice Jokic, but you don't even you don't even think about it. Yeah, you notice Jokic because he, he it's a center, a huge center. Yeah, who does dribbling everything. the ball up the court? He does everything. Like, just, no, like, as a point guard, like, I have, yeah. even at the Y, if you're the biggest person at the Y, there's always some small guy, like, yeah. here, here, right, right, right. and you're like, no, 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 yeah. you're not faster than me, or you can't jump higher, and you really can't dribble. You just want the ball because you're right. smaller than Right, right, that's right. <laughs> like, <laughs> is there any weakness to his game? Like, how overall, how's his defense, Jason? It's average. Yeah. He's average? Yeah. I mean, would you call it a weakness? I wouldn't say, like, you're not, you don't want to switch him onto point guards. Sure, 25 but, possessions. Yeah. You know, and like, did, didn't the Blazers trade him? No. Did they? No, he got drafted by the Nuggets. You're thinking of, are you thinking of Yurkic? But the Nuggets oh, traded yeah, yeah. Yurkic I'm thinking to of Yurkic and Nurkic, right? Yeah. yeah. All right, they cool. got Yurkic. Okay, anyway. We didn't want to win. Nuggets. So what do we say? I'm saying Nuggets in six. What do you got? I said Nuggets in five. I'll stick with five. Uh, I said Nuggets in six originally. I thought, I thought Miami would steal four. Yeah. Would win four at home. Yeah. And Denver would close out in five, but I'll, I'll stick with Denver right. five. G, what do you yeah, got? Yeah, I ain't got enough for them. Nuggets, gentlemen sweep. 
gentlemen. Sweet. 4-1. Right. I called Mikey. Nuggets in five, and they made five threes last night. They were five of 18 from three and still won by 15 points. They only made five threes? They were five of 18 from three. And Michael Porter Jr. That. had two points. He was one of seven from the floor and still won by 15. It just shows if Miami gets I Supernova hot. I thought their defense was, was just unbelievable. Yeah. And Miami has – and this is not – Miami – has done an unbelievable job getting here. They have two scorers. Like, Caleb Martin became this third star against Boston that no one yeah. saw coming. He's reverted back to the mean. And outside of Butler and Gabe Vincent. Yeah. And, oh, Bam Adebayo. But, but they're he's, so he's well coached. They played such great team they, basketball. They do all the little By things. By the way, perfect. I don't know. Have we ever done a list? I know I've talked about this before. Have we ever done a list? <coughs> and we'll bring in Sir Yacht here, who's in studio with us. He played basketball. College basketball player. Yeah. And I'll ask him about this, too. This is an most important basketball question. Have we done a top five most punchable faces in the NBA? <laughs> no, but I'm sure Sir Yacht and the Flack can come up with a couple. Then I'll go. Because Duncan do Robinson mine. is one of the most punchable. I want to punch him in the hey, face. That's my friend. Be careful. Now, he kicked my ass. He's much younger. But he's got a very punchable face. And I'll tell you what. The, congratulations to the Heat because both of their white dudes have very punchable face. If I have to see Tyler freaking Hero wear that stupid bucket hat on the bench one more time, I want to punch him in the face just to knock the bucket hat off his head. That, that guy looks like a friggin' homeless guy on the bench. It's embarrassing. <laughs> Basketball players got the biggest, the biggest bodyguards, though. Like they will like literally pound you. Like, yeah. Well, I'm not gonna actually do so it. So like, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> yeah. I'm not G sized, but I'm not small. Yeah. LeBron's bodyguard picked me up off the ground with one arm. Yeah, these guys, these really? dudes yeah. is mad, bro. He's like he's got like one main bodyguard, like the lead well, guy. He's not with him anymore, but at the time he had he had. How like, big was this guy? I mean, not tall, but yeah, massive. Thick. And and so it's funny. We were in Washington, yeah. and he just hit some crazy. If you remember the game, oh, well, he's, that yeah, like shot. yeah, like love to cut LeBron in the corner, falling up. Yeah, and I was trying, and we were we just happened to be. I was going to the workroom, and he was going to the locker room. We just happened to be on the same path. And I was trying to stop talking to him because he had to, he had to go. And LeBron kept talking. And I'm like, you got to go. And he's like, no, no, no. And we kept talking. Yeah. And his bodyguard, like, picked me up with one arm and moved me. So, and, and I told him, like, dude, it wasn't me. He goes, I know, but I had to, I had to get him. Like, he couldn't pick you, LeBron up. No, the only thing I could do was pick you up. Yeah, so, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. one arm. I was oh off. My I've never God. in my life. That is no crazy. one has ever picked yes, me up Mike. with one arm. What's up? All right, so Yacht, get in position. I'm going to do some ad reads so you guys know what okay. to say. Hey, before you read an ad read, to finish my point, yeah. Larry Bird, player efficiency rating for his career, 23.5. Jokic, 27.7. Man. Now, man. that's not the end-all, be-all stat. Yeah. But I don't know basketball analytics like the other sports. I got to learn more. Larry, Larry Bird is the first super, superstar that people pass. Like, when LeBron was good, they was like, oh, he already got Larry Bird. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's like the – He's like the gateway. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go All right, to Mike, Mike go for ahead. some ad reads here. Yeah, sir. Yeah, you get in position. We will talk about some of his since 99 interviews in a second and his college basketball playing days. But on July 12th through the 16th, if you are not at the famous Firestone Country Club, the question is, what are you doing instead? It, the Colleague Companies Championship is coming to Ohio July 6th, uh, 12th through the 16th at the famous Firestone Country Club. Free concerts for kids, free admission, free admission for kids, free concerts for everybody. You can learn more at colleaguegolf.com. And we also have membership tiers here on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. And if you're not already a member, the question is, what are you waiting for? For a buck ninety nine a month, you get loyalty badges, custom emojis, and members only community posts for four ninety nine a month. That's less than five dollars per month, less than sixty for the entire year. You get all those same starter tier perks plus overtime videos. Today I'm gonna tell you how Jimmy Haslam just got way richer without doing a single thing. The oh, ultimate wow. business savvy. I'll tell you all about that in overtime. Mm. 
membership shoutouts, discount codes for merch, and much, much more. And with that, Sir Yacht is in studio. Social media sensation in the yes. building. How many, how many followers do you have? Millions. On YouTube, on Instagram, do you know your exact numbers? No, too many. People shouldn't be, they should be paying attention to people that are better their lives and not me, but I appreciate it. <laughs> it's crazy, man. You do some crazy shit out there. I love it. But Thank but you. but he's but it's dedication. You can't have followers and yeah. don't be doing like you be getting on planes. Like who gets on planes and be like, yeah, I'm gonna interview yeah. somebody. Everybody's on Zoom. But That's gonna, the lazy stuff. I'm gonna keep it real here. The first time we were gonna have Sir Yacht on, right? Like I this didn't know who you were at the time. And I and I remember saying to Mikey, like, who who the f is this guy? <laughs> what, the, what the hell are we having him on for? And then he was very. He was hilarious when he was on with us. So then I got involved and, and followed him on Instagram. And, and you're a funny dude, man. You're awesome. So I'm glad we had you on. I'm glad we have you back. I appreciate it. Thank and you. And I love all, all the shenanigans or the crap, whatever. You, it, it's funny. It's a, it, Half of it's so stupid that it's so funny. Yeah, I would keep myself entertained for yeah. sure. But it's uh, no, it's been fun, and it was really yeah. good beyond that one time. So I appreciate coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're doing this thing where you're traveling – to meet all the Browns. Like, who's setting these interviews up? Do you have somebody doing it? Are you doing it yourself? No, I'm just reaching out on uh, Instagram, Twitter, yeah. like wherever. Like, it took probably 10 months for Tim Couch to respond. Yeah. He followed me on Instagram, and then he, uh, I, like, commented on one of his uh, posts, and then for whatever reason, he checked his Instagram DMs with me, and he's yeah. like, like, 10 months later, he's like, hey, sure, I'll do the interview with you. And I was like, yeah. Okay, I wasn't even thinking about it, but he I want to thank him because he jump started it and now yeah, like yeah. I kind of just use him as like a like yeah, a template yeah. for like hey, we're like, we're not going to grill you. We're just going right. to have well, fun and share with your the credibility to have him. Yeah. And like you just did Trent Dilfer, right? Well, yeah. how many have you done so far? Seven? We've done eight. One eight. is going to be uh, released next Friday that we oh. did. Who's that? You can you say it or you can't say it. Yet? I can't say it. Yet. I can tell you after. Okay, you'll tell us off off there. So, have you reached out to all of them already or no? No, I've um, I've reached out to pr- probably just all the ones that I've interviewed, and then I, I, I yeah. reached out to Ken Dorsey. He's the only one that has said no, the offensive coordinator oh. for the Bills. Oh. Yeah. So but everyone's like, you, you should try to gaslight him. I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. Like, it's, is, is it because he's still working in the NFL, or is it because he's so well, scarred? Well, the next person we're interviewing next Friday works in the NFL. Oh. So. so it's because he's so scarred from Cleveland. Or Pro- he's just not a I don't know, because he, he was here, what, in 2004? Yeah, and he yeah. was just a rookie, and then he got traded next year. So yeah. he, he probably just thinks, like, there's nothing to talk and, about. Yeah. And when it came, was it Ken Dorsey that was going crazy uh, for the Dolphins? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, the, he, the, was, he, he, he tore that booth up. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, when he was playing yeah, the papers down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. I know. I want yeah. to talk to him about that. <laughs> so which, awesome. of these, which of these interviews so far do you think is the best? If you uh, Derek Anderson absolutely went on like a tire, not a tirade, but he just like basically said how terrible the Arizona Cardinals are, which I had no idea. Like they, they said, yeah. he made him pay for like water and Gatorade and lunches, make him walk the coolers from one end of training camp to another. Like yeah. what? Yeah. We got the clip. Let's play the clip. No, this is from the interview that. with Derek Anderson. Yep. Here we go. Take it, Steve. You traded to the Arizona Cardinals or did the, did the Browns release you and then they picked you up? They released me. 
and actually might be one of the most dysfunctional organizations that I was ever a part of. Second or first? You can just say the Browns are the most. No, okay. the Browns never made me pay for water or Gatorade. What? Charge me for sweatsuits. Like, what? Had, like, lock the water coolers at like four o'clock. Did they just not have like employees? I get charged for lunch. Lunch was like on a, like a buffet line from some guy's truck from the parking lot. Well, thank God it only lasted for one season exactly. then. What was that process like for you going to Carolina? We're good. We're going to sign you, give you the physical. The Cardinals still had not cut me. Like they didn't get the paperwork in? They never put the paperwork in. So I called Rod Graves and I'm like, Rod, please fire me. Oh my God. Maybe they take the cake as the most dysfunctional thing then. Are you traded to? That's hilarious. I couldn't awesome. believe it. I just growing up, like obviously knowing about the dysfunction of the Browns, and then yeah. someone who played for them was just like, no, it was actually the Arizona Cardinals that were way wow. worse. Right. Wow. You just always, you just always assume that the Browns are the well, most dysfunctional team. And then what was it like a year before Derek was there? They went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. I think. I think it was like the year or two before. Like they're That's with true. that much with dysfunction, Warner. and they like actually right? have had like success. I don't know. What is it with Kurt Phoenix? Warner? What is it with Phoenix? Robert Sarver with the Suns was mm. an absolute disaster. Yeah. Uh, Bidwell, Bidwell with the Cardinals. Yeah. The Coyotes owner. There was all kinds of sexual allegations going on. They felt right. like something going on in the what desert out there. When Wayne Gretzky caught up in it with the Coyote stuff too. Was was Wayne? I don't remember I don't that. Yeah. Baseball. I don't think there's anything. I don't think. So of all the ones <laughs> you have left to do. Which is the white whale, if you will? The one everyone has said my white whale is Johnny Manziel. There it is. Oh, I think yeah. so. I mean, I I feel like we already know so much about him, though. Like I I get so much like joy out of like interviewing guys like Derek Anderson, like Kelly Holcomb, who are like, yeah. completely off the grid, right? And like just have like all these like gems like about the Browns that I just kind of never knew. It's been really cool because I've learned. I think I've just learned a lot about because when they came back, I was like five or six, so I've yeah. like learned a lot about what the Browns were like coming up and you yeah. know the, all these guys are so talented Tim Tim Couch at the time in 2003 was rated the sixth greatest high school athlete yeah behind like he's LeBron, up for the college Kareem. football famous yeah right year. now yeah so these guys are so good and then you plug them into Cleveland and it's like what happens yeah. so see Johnny obviously we know a lot but I just feel like you might get the craziest stuff yet out of it'd him. be fun I yeah I mean and Baker though Baker would be cool I met ba Baker came back two three months ago after the season with the Rams and he because he didn't get a chance to move everything out. Right. So I saw him at a uh, at a bar, like but kind of by where he lived in Westlake, and I told him about the project. And he's like, "Oh, I'll be waiting for the uh, for the interview." But it was really cool to just like randomly meet him and yeah. seem, seem like a know, nice guy. The White Will. Was, he, it wasn't at the Cheesecake Factory. No, stop playing. Stop it. Stop it. You always doing it, man. You <laughs> no comment. Yeah. I, I will say this: the White Will is if you can get like Johnny and Baker and like uh, uh, Brandon Whedon. No, I want we. I want. Uh, I want uh, old boy from Notre Dame. What's his name? Oh, Brady, Brady Quinn. Quinn. Yeah, Brady I want to get yeah. them three in a three panel, and uh, you got to do the interview, <laughs> with, with like as an open format. It's like a town hall, and, and you're like you're up there like CNN, Fox, and your town hall just giving them answers. That'd be great. I like that. Be awesome. Yeah, I mean, if I can continue to do this as much as we can, like just it's been cool to already have done like eight quarterbacks, seven of them released. Like I'm just kind of. Hoping that we can get do the rest and we'll we'll see what happens. But I'm yeah, it's been great so far. Everyone's been super nice. And so you're not going to pressure Ken Dorsey. Oh, you're we, not gonna we are. Him. We'll we'll revisit that situation yeah, at some maybe. point. I feel like if I get more, yeah, he'll like maybe he'll think like oh like he's the guy that like kind of stops it. So right, right, and yeah. And listen, you, you could maybe it's eight years from now. Who the hell knows? So you get to it eventually. Yeah. 
Yeah, we, that's the truth. And, and by that point, there might be 10 more quarterbacks at the Browns. Right. That's so true. we'll see. Yeah. Hopefully not. <laughs> when you do these eating challenge, like you're like, I'm at the stadium. I'm going to eat a hot dog every time the Browns score or whatever, whatever you come up with. Have you gotten yourself super sick from doing this? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I destroyed a toilet this morning just from, uh, nice. from an eating challenge I did yesterday. Absolutely, yeah. What was yesterday's? I didn't see yesterday's. Uh, it wasn't an eating challenge. Oh. It was just eating. Oh, just from eating? Yeah, I, was, uh, I just decided to eat a lot of hot dogs last night. I, have, I think I have a problem. Were you at the Guardians game? No, oh, I'm, the I'm throwing the first pitch tonight, though, at the Guardians No, they're game. home. What the hell am I talking about? Sweet. You're throwing out the first pitch tonight? Yeah, I'm really nervous. Don't bounce Look at it. that. You're going, you're going to throw from the mound or in front of the mound? I think so. I think so. so they were Joe, f- you're like seven feet tall. You can't, you can't not. Randy Johnson was what, like 6'10"? Yeah. Randy Johnson was 6'9". Yeah. I'm not Randy Johnson, but it's not going to look like there that. Were, there were four first pitches last night. We were on like the fourth. What? First, yeah, there was four. Why? I, I don't know. There should different, be one. Different random people were throwing. I hope there's out. not what four tonight. They told us you could only do one when we went there last year. I know. Well, it was like four. I don't know if it was four different. Like four at the same time? No, like one oh. went up and then another went up and yeah. then one another went Rad up. Demeter, oh, it's right? like, was the fourth pitch Who? then? That's so not the first some pitch. Some social media girl. Yeah, I don't Rad know. Did you play? I know you played yeah. basketball. Yeah. Did you ever play baseball? I played freshman year, up to freshman year in high school, and I was, uh, I was pretty bad, so I just stopped. Okay. So, like, what's the goal? Just to throw it over the plate? Just to, just so it looks decent enough to where I don't get memed. I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah, I mean, thing. like, you don't want to end up like Baba Booey from Howard Stern. No, or 50 Cent. 50 Cent, yeah. the 50 Cincinnati C- mayor. If I don't throw it like that, that's fine. Don't uh, hit a photographer. What's his name? That's the, the goal. The great that's track guy. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, the photographer that got hit in the ball. What's that? <laughs> yeah. Simone Biles? No, 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 the great you track guy. Clip? Carl Lewis. He Carl was, Lewis. No, he sang the anthem. He was awful. Oh, oh. Was that it? yeah. Simone Biles yeah. did a pretty good first pitch. Simone Biles he did like a backflip. Yeah. I feel before. like that's next. Megan yeah. sang the anthem. But no, no, the, the <laughs> no, no anthem. No. Megan or Stallion threw the, a great the, first pitch. The bar is just don't hit a cameraman. Don't hit a photographer. Don't hit a cameraman. I think that's well. Even Travis Kelsey was terrible. Oh, he was. Awful. Yeah, he was really bad. Would he you think awful. he wouldn't be bad? Right. There's something about being up there. I guess I don't know. We'll see. We'll find out. You you've done it before. Right. Not here. Where'd you do it? Well, we, well, we mean, kind of, we just stood up there. No, we were up there. We were up Still. there. As a, we were up there as a show, but Jay threw the pitch, not me. <laughs> and Jay's a real pitcher, so it doesn't count. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He doesn't. Yeah, doesn't yeah, yeah, yeah. Did so, he throw a strike? I assume he threw oh, a yeah, strike. Oh, yeah. He threw a nice pitch. Yeah, yeah. I People thought it was a little high. Just, go I'll ahead. be honest. A little high. We have the video of it somewhere. I thought it was yeah. a smidge high, but it, you know, for a first pitch, it definitely better. My advice was better to, even if you feel like you can't, like, reach it, better to bounce it. You know, straight ahead, like a one hopper, then to throw it over the catcher's head. Yeah, I mean, I think if it like goes toward, like if the catcher, like that, that's this is my goal, is if the catcher just like can catch it. Yes. If it hits the ground, great. But if it lands in the catcher's mitt, that's fine. Yeah. Nobody's expecting a strike. Uh, somebody asked me this, well, people ask me this all the time, and I'm like, well, I, I can't really give them an answer because everybody is different. Um, when did you know, like, or when did you first start to know, like, hey, I can make a living doing this? Like, and, and if somebody wants to make a living doing videos and YouTube yeah. and social media, what, what advice would you No, give? it's a good question because I think when I started, it was right after the Browns went 0-16. I made a rant that got on, like, SportsCenter Snapchat the next day. So, like, New Year's Day 2018, I was like, oh, we'll just start making videos, I guess. Like, thought it would just be, like, something fun to do. Maybe I'll turn it into a career. I think the first point I knew that it would be a career is I started making TikToks and – I, for whatever reason, I was making like promotional videos about towns, mm-hmm. and uh, just like kind of just like comedic, like just going to a town. Like I went to Struthers outside of Youngstown, and found out that they were the only city in the country that didn't have a cemetery. So I was like, I'm in Struthers, Ohio. 
they don't have a cemetery. They bury the bodies under the city hall. And then, like, whatever, for whatever reason, like, it blew up. And then other towns reach out. Yeah. And long story short, I started, like, charging towns for it. And then I was making more money doing that yeah. than I was, like, at my marketing job. Wow. So, Damn. yeah, I think just any advice that I would give to people is just uh, if you really love it, just – Find like your niche. It's something yeah. that you're good at because like there's so many podcasts, there's so many people that make content that if you follow somebody <coughs> else's lane, you're just gonna be like a watered yeah. down version of mm. them. So like find what you're good at and find what's not there. And then I, I do going. think you you do some of these things. I haven't seen one in a while. Maybe I just haven't seen it, but I can't remember now what it was. But you you had like three of your buddies and you did some sort of draft that I found really funny. And now I can't remember what it was exactly. Yeah, we but see, I like the way you edit it. You do those quick edits. Thanks. It's fun. I like that. It's got I, a good pace to it. I appreciate it. Yes. I just have, I just, um, I try to do a bunch of different things and experiment and see what hits and see what doesn't. It's, yeah. uh, it's fun. It's, it's a really good time. And I've got to meet a lot of good people like yourself. So it's, uh, it's been, it's do been a edit, blessing. Do you edit your own stuff? I do. And then, um, all, all my stuff for the most part, <coughs> any like big videos we have, I have a videographer and then, uh, yeah, my brother will sometimes edit some things too. Where'd like you come podcasts. up with the nickname by the way? Uh, I was drew my fraternity, my junior year. I was drinking a lot of beers. And I was making music. Yeah. And I needed a music name, so I came up with Sir Yacht. All right, that makes sense. I like water. Go ahead, Mikey. What do you got? I got a two-part question. I was going to ask you about Sir Yacht because I actually saw Sir Yacht on Tuesday at a volleyball game. He we did. were playing volleyball, and he walked in. And I, I know Sir Yacht a little bit outside of here now because yeah. he's friends with Austin Love, who works at Channel <clears> Three, <throat> and I'm friends with Austin Love, so we're kind of through. Do people call you Sir Yacht on the street, or do they go by your first name? Yeah, I never hear Joey anymore. It's always Sir, Sir Yacht, or Yacht. And there's a lot yeah. of people that think that's my real name. And uh, I'm like, no, that's not. That's you like, don't look like a Joey, though. Yeah, that'd be like if people, I guess, thought your name was the Bull. Right. Like, I don't that think would be odd. Well, you, your name is the Bull. Don't it is the Bull, though. It is, is true. How did you come up with Sir Yacht? Just I just told you. He just told just us. That and I was texting Mike that I needed <laughs> water. water. <laughs> I don't know what you want. Like I can't Hydration pay attention. Is important. Just pull the dust in right there. <laughs> <Hydration>. <laughs> but part two of the question, sir. Yacht, when yeah. uh, the Big Ten. Yeah. What? What's that? When realignment happened in college football. Yeah. And Big Cat on PMT said Sir Yacht was his one and only source for information on Big Ten realignment. God. Was that the? big break in your career from going from a you know local kind of content creator celebrity Not, to then yeah, having a more like, national platform people kind of like people still hate me today for that and i understand why um i this person came to me in my dms like two years two three years ago when that when the big 10 was like down yeah. i was like hey i have some information for you if you want to i've been following you for a bit i'm like sure like whatever nobody's gonna see it like it's fine he's basically saying the big 10 is gonna be back and like all this stuff i was like okay i'll just like tweet it verbatim and then like hang out with friends and stuff like that. My phone's off. I don't. I like don't have notifications on for Twitter or anything, just because I don't like reading into too much toxicity. Well, long story short, I get a text from a few friends who are like, pretty cool, like Big Cat and like Pat McAfee and all these people are talking about you right now. And I was like, what are you talking about? For like, <laughs> I like, posted a video earlier that yeah. day. I was like, oh, did that video do well? Like, no, like your Big Ten thing. Yeah. And I was like, what are you talking about? And I go back on Twitter and just kind of like blowing up. And now I'm like, okay, do, am I, am I going to be like, should I keep? trusting this guy like right. i don't know if he's right <laughs> right I, I have no idea he told me like his like lines of communication with people and i was like do i trust that he's like accurate also i don't want to be a reporter i have so much respect for the people right. like jason and other people that yes. like are actual reporters so right. i was like well i'll just keep doing it and we'll see what happens and then yeah uh it was a nightmare and i <laughs> have not reported since <laughs> you talked about the toxicity of social media which obviously is a lot of that do you do you get a ton of hate 
I do, but I believe I feel like you guys get more. Like I feel oh. like you just reporting information, like literally not even having an opinion, just information. You get a lot of. Uh, yeah, I don't care. Yeah. Well, people always nice. get mad if you're not a homer. I mean, that's that's the yeah. bottom line. Jason's yeah. is not a homer. A lot of the media in this town are very homery, if you will. I'm just making up that word, but no, it's a good word. And so, if you are not a homer, then you're going to get hate. And that's just part of the deal. As I mean, I've said a hundred times, I'm dead inside. So it doesn't <laughs> yeah, he don't. Matter. I, I, I try. Does. It's good. It's a good yeah. way to be. I try. So. Listen, I'm. The, I try to be like level-headed, but yeah. I'm just not as famous as the rest of y'all. So I, I still get in my bag from time to time. Like I'm like, listen. It's kind of fun to engage though sometimes, right. and like, like especially <laughs> if they alley you. Like it's just the and it's the easiest thing to just dunk. You just and, do it and then yeah. walk away. And then and and then the cool thing is that you everybody has an entourage or a little mob that follows. Oh them, yeah, right? you're right. And then the mob cleans them all the way up. They're like, <laughs> you know, how dare you say something the, about G. Bush? Yeah. The funny thing is though, like you, sometimes you dwell on the hate when the majority of people probably love you. And it's just the ten percent of loudmouths that are assholes out there that that you know, they're jealous or they don't like what you're doing. Who gives a shit? See, they, they, yeah, th that's fair. Yeah, they right. think it's easier than it is. Like they think, like okay, you just got hot because you went viral, right? But here's the thing about going viral: like you go viral once and then have nothing to talk about. You yeah. like, I don't have anything to say about that. To to have like to build something around other different platforms and to talk about a bunch of different stuff and have people like you for your just commentary and stuff. Yeah. is extremely difficult. No doubt. It, like, it's crazy. Um, but a lot of people think that, that he just sits in his basement and dribbling a basketball. So, yeah, I want to ask you about how do yeah. you dribble? Also, I don't know, I don't know yeah. if you guys, sorry to interrupt you. No, I, don't, I don't know if you guys remember, but when I was on the show last year. The giant teddy bear. You, well, yes, but you yeah. guys suggested to me, I have an idea for me, you should yeah. dribble a basketball yep. from Cleveland to Columbus. I, yeah, I remember so that. So I really wanted to do that because I'm a psychopath, and yeah. I'm like, oh, I just I don't really want to walk to Columbus. So I was like, what if I just did it for 24 hours? So yeah. You guys were the reasons why. That's I crazy. That's awesome. I did it. Yeah. Why, why, Full circle. Why would you do that? Because it's crazy. I don't know. It's funny. It's funny. <laughs> but, I mean, you got to pee, right? Like, oh, yeah. I took a modium, too. So, like, I didn't have to do the other part. But, uh, no, I – but, like, so I, I spent the first eight, nine hours at Cleveland yeah. State, right? And yeah. uh, there was, like, a bathroom right next to the auxiliary gym. Shout out Cleveland State for uh, letting me do, like, do that. But, yeah, I would just, like, go in the bathroom and just, like, dribble. You're dribbling at the urinal. At the urinal. One handed, one handed, one handed, and then which hand, hand? Uh, which one? What? Which hand is the ball in? Oh, the, the right. Basketball. Which, the right. Ball? <laughs> which ball? Which ball? Which ball? <laughs> so then I would dribble the ball really high, put hand yeah. sanitizer on, do it again, and then I would run out. Like, you probably don't have to. You probably don't have to kick any lines to girls. Like when you go to clubs. Well, he's got a girlfriend. Don't you have a girlfriend? I do. I think. Yeah. <laughs> right. So no, like, the, the, like, is she like? So you do have a girlfriend? Um. Is she like? Is she like down for the cause? Does she know you do really crazy shit? And it just yeah. Happens? So we we um, this uh, Kelsey and I we've been dating for a couple months. So she knows. Uh, she followed me for a bit. So she gets the she oh, gets the drill. Okay. She, so she was dating. a fan first. I think so. I don't know. Yeah. That's the way to go. Maybe. Did the modium work? The modium sort of worked. Oh man. <laughs> I had, here's the thing. I think it worked, but then yeah. for lunch, I was so hungry because I was just burning. You like just burned so many calories, yeah. like yeah. dribbling for so long. I had 40 chicken McNuggets from McDonald's, and I think it just like, it was like my body was oh fighting for its was life. It, was that for the Nuggets? The no, nuggets? I was just for lunch. I was just. But didn't you do a Nuggets? Every time the Nuggets scored, you were going to eat a McNuggets? Yeah, a lot of people do the me versus Nuggets thing. Yeah. It's really cool. So I, uh, there are people we, that can actually do it, and I, I cannot. Why haven't we made McNuggets do that? 
Yeah, you should. You've done about eight pounds. You? Would you want to kill him? I can eat, listen. I could. I could down a lot of chicken nuggets. No, you can't. No, I wouldn't want to because I would. I love throw when skinny up. people are like I can eat a lot. Of no, should, we, should, we have a, should we have a nuggets eating contest? Yeah, it's like, it's like fun. Yeah. He, he has to eat a He has to eat nuggets like consistently the whole show for two hours. Yeah, just do it right. Like, like every he two minutes. He doesn't want to do that. Well, since it's not the same clowns, well, not during yeah. the summer. Come on, it's I would, t- I would totally do that. Yeah, I yeah. totally do. That. I buy, I buy, I buy you the nuggets. I'll, I'll, I'll sponsor the nuggets, right? Okay. So that yeah. you think he could do 60, 60 nuggets? No. Oh, that's easy. Oh, I can do sixty nuggets. Nah. 60 my my record is sixty-five. Yeah, 60. 60, 60 in an I mean, hour though. No, you gotta do in an no. hour. No. No, you gotta that's do one a minute. Yeah. I, that's what I'm talking about. Like yeah, 100, 120, 120, 120 nuggets over a show. 120 minutes, 120 nuggets. That's a, so yeah, that'd be terrible. Because like at some point you <laughs> yeah. get like it's like they call it flavor fatigue. Like you're just t- even if you're hungry again, you're so yeah. tired of eating that nugget. And at that point, the nuggets are cold, and yeah. like you have like all this grease down your throat. <laughs> as somebody, from experience, yeah. from experience, obviously, it's not. It is not that's, fun. Have you ever done the melt challenge? By any chance, the what challenge? The melt challenge. No. Or the milk. I, you know, milk. Know what that is. Yeah, the restaurant. Yeah, the restaurant. Milk. I thought you were saying milk, but like oh, in no, a no. weird way. Melt. Melt. Okay. Yeah, melt. Yeah. There was a, well, it was on man versus food. Yeah. Nobody knows yeah, what yeah. he's saying. <laughs> man versus food. They did. He did the melt challenge. And I think what is he it? Lost that one. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I, I can't remember every last it's just detail. Is an absurd amount of food? But it's like, it's like a, uh, a you know, anybody that's been to Melt, you've been to Melt, I mm-hmm. assume. Yeah. Their, sandwich, their normal sandwiches are pretty. Massive. Even for me, I'm like, I'm stuffed after <laughs> one sandwich. This sandwich must have been this big. I think it's like 11 different cheeses, 10 pieces of bread, oh my God. side of fries, side of something else. That sounds like I a heart even, attack. Yeah, was, they wheel you right into the ER. I mean, and yeah. it is a triple decker grilled cheese with all thirteen grilled with all thirteen selection of cheeses the restaurant has to offer. It weighs six point five pounds, and you have to eat a pound of fries. Mike, and a pound of fries. How, oh, how many calories? God. Do we know how many calories? Oh my god! I 10, think thousand. It, it has to be just no more. It'd be you dead. Is essentially what they would say. If you eat that, they should kick you off the healthy. You shows. should look and see if Adam <laughs> Rickard was able like, to do it. I don't think no, he's in condition, especially those type <laughs> yeah. of foods. After a while, like cheese and yeah. bread, like yeah. that—that's yeah. You know Man. how backed up you're gonna be. Oh my god, no, I don't want to think about no, that. I, the- I did a rib eating contest once with three friends, and I won that, but I was young. <laughs> I think I had like 60 ribs. Holy well, he's shit. Ribs like At Tony Roma's. Was the day Did you say 60? 60 something. I don't remember the exact number. Ribs? It was me and three buddies at a Tony Roma's. They had, did they have, did they have Tony Roma's out here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We, we went for all you can eat ribs. And it was like one skinny dude and then two guys who were like big like me. And we went for all you can eat ribs. And I think we were trying to see who ate the most. And I ate the most. I think I had 64, 65. Oh, my God. In like a one hour or 
two, maybe we were there two hours. I don't know. This is a law. I was like 20. And you yeah. clean the bone off? Bull, and oh, yeah. yeah. Bull was cleaning we, them both. Between, <laughs> between the four of us, I Pause. think we must have eaten like super, super. Uh, almost 200 ribs between the four of us. Holy I did a yeah. wing eating contest in yeah. college. Oh, a, yeah. A wing eating? Yeah, at PW3 in college. No, at no. Kent. That's I actually how I learned how to eat a wing. Like, wait. split it. Yeah. And, like, that's, that, that was the moment. Well, I if you had to do one Damn. contest for a million dollars, eating, eating, what, what food would you choose? Like any food, any food, like it's crawfish. I like crawfish. Crawfish. A lot. See, I was gonna say shrimp. Oh. Yeah, I could eat like a thousand shrimp cocktails. Those, those are long. I'm with you. Right? I, that's live. Those are live creatures almost. Well, they're like, not live. They're I, dead. What are you I, talking about? Like some people eat they crawfish. Look. When you get them, they be in these buckets and maybe moving around and oh, stuff. That's true. Like yeah. I, I yeah. love, I love the the eating contest when it's like it's like the hot, really hot stuff. I'm not gonna do it. I just like yeah. seeing people do it. Because it's physically painting them. Dude, that the Joey Chestnut man eating those hot dogs. That's he's that's a, coming up too. That's crazy. I met him. Did I tell you I met him? Did no. we talk about that? You when met he was him here in or? Vegas? No, no, oh. no. I ran into him in no. Vegas. Was he, was he, he was, cool or no? Yeah, he yeah. was. So it was during summer league, and it was me and a bunch of uh, other NBA writers. Yeah. And one of the people there had done a story on him before, and he was with like three or four women yeah and he spent more time talking to us than he like they were mad that he kept talking right. he was in phenomenal shape phenomenal yeah the shape. guy is he's, like he's ripped. it's uh, and i told him i'm like i'm not like hitting on you or anything but yeah. you are in unbelievable shape yeah just he is he's Bullshit. ripped you should be fat all right Mike. Go ahead. <laughs> all right so we have yeah. sir yacht here this is from one of our viewers this is 12 things you don't want to hear at cleveland browns mandatory minicamp and we promised we'd read them with bull here and sir yacht you're perfect for this okay we're going three at a time the top 12 things you do not want to hear at Cleveland Browns minicamp. Number 12. Come on, guys. This Haslam fellow seems smart. Maybe we should hear him out. <laughs> Number 11. Barring any unforeseen circumstances, I think we can pencil in this Jets game <laughs> yeah. as a win. Yeah. Number 10. And now it's time for more hijinks from Nathan Zagura and the Miz. <laughs> Next one. Hey, Miles. Is this your lipstick or mine? Ooh. Hey, uh, I know it's gross, but a coach once told me that if they – that if my whitey tighties, tidy whiteies, tidy whiteies weren't brown and orange, I don't matter. Oh, <laughs> Number seven, Barry who? I thought the Browns GM was Kevin Costner. <laughs> okay. Number six, before we go home, here's a public safety video on what to do if you get trapped under the American flag. Oh, yeah, that's yep. good. Number five, I'm pretty sure that guy out there in the parking lot with this squeegee and cardboard will QB for food sign was Cody Kessler. Oh, oh, damn. Four, I'll show you my chub if you show me yours. <laughs> yeah, that, that, like Three, that. but yeah, this Anthony Schwartz kid's got some moxie. I love moxie. Number two, Mr. Batonio, your burritos are ready. <laughs> and number one, hey, Hugh Jackson's here, baby. Oh, Those oh. are the 12 things you do not want to hear at Cleveland Browns Mandatory Minicamp. You, you want to promote April. anything before we go? No, I'm just, uh, I guess I'm just throwing a first pitch tonight. So any yeah. T's and P's for a successful night would be great. All right, everybody cheer for him tonight. And uh, when is the, the, the latest one coming out that you can't tell us who it is? Next Friday. Next Friday, Friday. check it out. Thanks for coming on with us today. Appreciate yeah, you. Appreciate we'll see you in overtime on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.